Why, look who it is! So glad you were able to find your way back to join us for another fresh edition of the Broadway Bulletin. It has been an incredibly busy week here, and we are so excited to share with you all the goings-ons around the theater world. So, let's jump into it. Peter Pan Goes Wrong has announced a two-week extension before the company takes the production to L.A. So you've got a little bit longer to catch this hilarious show here in New York. Today in Broadway history, legendary performer Laurent Olivier was born in 1907. How exciting. Yes, good old Laurent Olivier. (laughs) Everyone get ready. The Rainbow Playbills are going to be here in a week or two for Pride Month. Yes, we do love the Rainbow Pride. The Rainbow Pride. The Pride Playbills. (laughs) There it is. Rainbow Pride Playbills. That's what they're now deemed. (laughs) It is award season here in New York, and we have a few awards to update you on, starting with the Drama League Awards. We have the Distinguished Performing Award going to Annalie Ashford. Outstanding production of a play for Leopold Stott. Outstanding revival of a play for A Doll's House. Outstanding production of a musical for Some Like It Hot. And outstanding revival of a musical for Into the Woods. The Outer Critics Circle Awards, we have an out, uh, the outstanding new Broadway musical goes to Some Like It Hot. Outstanding new Broadway play goes to Leopold Stott. Outstanding new off-Broadway play goes to Downstate. New American Play to Fat Ham, Outstanding Revival of a Musical to Parade, Performer in a Broadway Musical goes to J. Harrison Gee, and Outstanding Featured Performer goes to Alex Newell. So, this is exciting. It's a little taste of what we can expect with the Tonys, but... But, I mean, you, there's there's some heavy hitters that are not in competition. Kimberly Akimbo is a show that is not vying for these awards yet, so we don't know kind of how that lies in the mix with it. But if you're trying to use these as your typical weather vane in filling out your Tony Award ballot, it's a little bit of a help, but also not. The tea leaves are still very, very muddy and <laughs> not clear. But it's exciting to see the great artistry that's being recognized across the board and, and we'll keep you posted on the rest of the awards as they come through and speaking of awards we had great news come in a little after recording of the last broadway bulletin so so excited about this i personally am so excited the tony awards will go on they will be televised they will go on get excited and with that the wga will not pick it the 2023 tony awards So that'll be exciting. From what we have learned, the Tonys will be unscripted. And the last time the Tonys went unscripted in this way was back in 1988 when Angela Lansbury hosted. So hosts, the presenters and that, there will be no script for them. It'll basically be ad-libbed and improv which is great. I think we're I think we're going to be in for a good show, though. Ariana DeBose, I have complete faith in her ability to handle that. And I also have faith in the presenters that they'll get. They'll be strong enough to, you know, be able to carry that. It's the theater. We're good at this. Like Right, but also I think it should be noted that part of the reason why the WGA is allowing the Tonys is because they are union strong. They know that there's a lot of different unions that go into 
making the Tonys into what they are as well as what they're celebrating. So they don't want to hinder that. But that also being said, all of these unions do still want to stand stand together. So it'll be of different looking Tonys than we've seen in the last several years, but it'll be a great ceremony nonetheless. Moving on to some tour news, we have now learned that New York, New York will be going on a North American tour starting in 2025. So stay tuned for that. And it is a beautiful show. So I'm so glad that this will be shared with the rest of the country. I wonder how it'll hit in different places because it's a love letter to New York City. I think it'll carry through, though, because New York's one of those cities that no matter where you are, you know of it. And people can universally love the city or love how people speak of the city. Do you know what I mean? It's been romanticized and fantasized in so many forms of art that it... Right. Well, I mean, you know what they say. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. All right, now. (laughs) Also, in West End news, Miles Frost will reprise his role as Michael Jackson on the West End production of MJ the Musical. And that's a big announcement. So anybody over in the UK, make sure you get your tickets now to see the Tony Award winner for Best Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical. Miles Frost, he's brilliant in this role. It's literally, it's like watching Michael Jackson live in person. If you never got the chance to while Michael Jackson was alive, don't worry. He'll be performing eight times a week over in the West End. So don't miss your chance to see that. Now, I want to talk about some shows that we saw. And actually, I can say we saw because I want to bring up a show we saw and whatnot. But first, but first, (laughs) I want to go to Broadway. I had the fortune of seeing two incredible shows back-to-back. The first one was Prima Fosse, starring Jodie Cromer. And talk about a tour de force. It's such a powerful show that's a very procedural show, and it also deals with the topic of sexual assault. And it brings up a lot of really important questions and, and discussions. And it was just so powerful and moving I understand the hype. You can believe the hype. It's so worth seeing. It's 100 minutes of just absolutely exhilarating performance. She really takes you on a journey that we weren't expecting, which is really funny because we kind of know what's going to happen when we walk in with what they say in the playbill and yet you still don't see it coming. It's like, uh, I explained it to you when I told you how good it was. You're like, well, what was it basically about? And I said... It's the most upsetting, but great Law and Order SVU. Like really gripping and beautifully written, but also upsetting episode of Law and Order SVU. It is just that good. So we've got that great show, which is also nominated for several Tonys. And then just down the street at the Belasco Theater, we have a great show starring Sean Hayes called Goodnight Oscar. And he portrays the character of Oscar Levant, or or the performer of Oscar Levant, who I knew the name, but I couldn't put my finger on, like, who that was. And it's... This show tells a story, a true story of the night that Oscar Levant went on The Tonight Show, hosted by Jack Parr, when The Tonight Show first got taken out to, to California, to Burbank. They were, like, doing a stunt for sweeps. This isn't like they moved to L.A., keep in mind. Anyway, and when they were, when Oscar Levant shows up and this PA was talking to him, he was mentioning how, oh, I loved you in an American in Paris opposite Gene Kelly and you were playing the piano. And I went, oh my gosh, that's who, yes, of course, that's who Oscar Levant was. And Sean Hayes, 
I mean, had it all down. The mannerisms, the voice. Even at one point, I swear, the face looked perfect, you know. And it's such a heartbreaking story about the struggles of mental health and drugs. And I'm not talking like hard drugs like, you know, cocaine or heroin or something, but psychotics, Demerol and such. Prescribed drugs. Yes, but they wouldn't be prescribed in the same way that we would see it today. It was a lot easier to get these. And watching someone essentially struggling with what we would now know as schizophrenia. Brilliant genius, a musical genius. And then just, again, it's in those. it was in those later days of our bad understanding of psychiatry. The really bad way we treated and dealt with it. So, just a brilliant story. And then of Sean Hayes performs Rhapsody in Blue at the end, live, and which is my favorite piece of music. And it was just incredible. So you've got these two great shows, you know, right down the street from each other, in the mix for Best New Play. You throw in there as well, Ain't No Mo, and I believe Fat Ham. I mean... And Leopold Schott. Leopold Schott. What an embarrassment of incredible shows that we have had this season. To, to deal with. So I've been honored to see Prima Fossi and Goodnight Oscar back to back and really just take in those dramas. I, I, I went hard on the dramas this weekend because then we also saw Parade Sunday. Finally got you to Parade, which I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, no, Parade was everything I was hoping it would be. It was very well sung. It was very well performed. I enjoyed the directing. I oh. loved the storytelling. And yeah. It's such a show for now. Right. And especially to know that this was written, this has been around for a while. And the, sh- the story itself took place a very while ago. You know what I mean? A very while ago. I know yes. what you mean. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters, as long as you know what I mean. And so to find that this content is still relevant and still worth singing and performing about Mm -hmm. I think is great and it was wonderful to have the opportunity to see this cast perform yes absolutely well the final show I want to mention we both got to go together too and it was by friends of the show what will the neighbors say they were guests on our show talking about story time at the cell which we had the pleasure of attending and not only attending but participating in which was amazing we we went there this was the event that if you all remember if you haven't listened you should definitely go back and listen to it they host a monthly series at a venue called the cell in chelsea and they have a musical performer and a great host and then they basically invite audience members to put their name in a box and tell a story based on the theme and that night's theme was not a day goes by and we put our names in the box and I got drawn. You got bullied. <laughs> yes. But your name was in the box. And I say bullied with love. The host was hilarious. And we told stories about each other, which was not planned. I want to put that on the record. If we had any listeners who was who were at this, this was not planned. Well, and what I loved about it was everyone through the storytelling found ways we were connected. Yes. As audience members. It was it was beautiful. On the one hand, you know, we each had these different stories and we kept finding that they would relate to the story that was just told yes. and relate to the other story that was just told and then went beyond just Andrew and I because, of course, our stories are going to be intertwined. Right. But it was just beautiful to be a part of that and I loved that the host 
really encouraged us to remember how special it was that what we experienced was was a once in a lifetime moment. You might get an opportunity that's similar, but it's never going to be exactly what it was that day again. And to really just help us all live in the moment and connect with each other. And it was so beautiful to get to have, uh, to get to be a part of it because I remember going into the event, I was like, what are we going into? I am antisocial. I would like to be home hiding under my blankets and not peopling. And then here we are, and next thing you know, I got up and told a story in front of people. And that's not, I don't, there's a reason why I talk on a podcast. I don't like people looking at me when I talk. (laughs) And you had to go first, before me. First out of the two of us, which was great. And we also were entertained by the incredible music of Ellery Ellery Ward. Yes, and she has a beautiful album out. I think she's got two, yeah. And the one she mainly was singing from was her... uh, remixes or her covers of Sondheim. Yeah, so she has a debut album called Everyday A Little Death. Yes, and it's the the songs that she sang, these covers and these remixes were just absolutely gorgeous. She is a beautiful singer. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. And I just... And she plays Sondheim in a way that I have never heard Sondheim before that can make it relatable to people who aren't Deep in the trenches yes. of theater nerdum. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Her closing song, she did Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George, and it was just so beautiful. And you could see there were people, tear like the single tear going in the eyes. I was misty eyed. I mean, it was it was just so beautiful and so intimate. So, Ellery Ward, make sure you check her out. She's on all your streaming services. You know, hit her up, give her a like. If you you know ever see her, say hi and mention our name for us. Right, <laughs> but and, and but also, do cheer her on, support her because artists support artists. That's right. what we need to do. And also, just a huge thank you to what will the neighbors say? Because it was such a great experience. Yes, uh, they've Unexpected. got their they've got another story time coming up in June. It's a Juneteenth story time at the cell. We will make sure to remind you about that. But that's going to be a great night. So if that's something you're interested in, go check it out. It's a lot, a lot of fun. So now we're going to move on to our final few announcements, and we're going to start with one that we usually save for the end, which is, hey there, have you headed over to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod and gotten your backstage pass or even checked out our tip jar because now is the perfect time to get on board with all of that. Right. Because uh, Mercury is out of the microwave, so that means things are good and you can give us your money. Absolutely. This is the time. There's a lot of big things going on. Big things coming on the pipeline. Wait till you hear our huge announcement at the end of this episode. But if you're in a position or you know someone in a position who can help us out, Every dollar you're able to give goes so, so far, whether that be in helping us expand our staff or getting better equipment. More importantly, to helping us support artists and helping us to bolster and nurture artists, whether they're here in the New York area or around the world. And going along with that, you don't just have to be here in the New York area or in the United States to be able to give. You can be anywhere in the world and give. No amount is too big And no amount is too small. With that, let me just say, for those of you who are in the New York area, we are working on putting together different events, such as a watch party for the Tony Awards. 
Yeah, so stay tuned for more details coming out shortly about that. And going along with the Tony Awards, our Predict the Tony Awards contest is going to be available by the end of this week. So make sure you start getting your picks in mind so that you can submit them to win some fabulous prizes from us here at Stage Whisper. And you don't have to be in the area to be able to participate in our predictions and in our contests. That's right. Anyone from anywhere in the world can join in on that. So finally, it's time for that big announcement. And we are really, really excited about this. We here at Sage Whisper are really proud to announce our new partnership with J. Michaels Global Communications. This is a really exciting endeavor. We are really, really just amped up about what this means for the next phase of Stage Whisper. And we have a lot more detail about this coming up in our Whisper in the Wings, where we sat down with Jay Michaels to not only talk about this new partnership, but also about Jay's new podcast, Under the Influence. So we hope that all of you out there will continue to stay tuned as things continue to change, grow, get more exciting here at Stage Whisper. But we will always continue to deliver the same great content you have come to expect from us here at Stage Whisper. We will continue to be the number one podcast for independent artists. And we will continue with our goal of creating a more accepting, diverse, inclusive, and educated theater community and audience. So we hope you will continue with us on this journey. We hope you'll bring some friends along for this journey. It's going to be great. I'm excited for this next journey phase, this next chapter. <laughs> so with that... Please enjoy this new episode of Whisper in the Wings, where we sat down with our new PR rep, the host, director, and producer, Jay Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a very special guest joining us today. We have the PR rep, director, producer, and host of the show Under the Influence, Jay Michaels, joining us today. You can catch Under the Influence, the podcast, Every other week, as new episodes will be dropping in June, anywhere that you listen to podcasts at. And I'm sure you're probably wondering, what is Under the Influence? What is it about? Well, that's what we're here to find out about. So with that, let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Jay. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Andrew, I'm thrilled to be here. You're 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 one of my favorites. I I love listening to your podcast. My my clients are thrilled with you. I always get a wonderful note from them saying they've had a blast. So so I'm, I'm looking forward to being in the hot seat now. We are so honored to have you, as our listeners previously just heard on the Broadway Bullets. And of course, you are Stage Whisperer's new partner. You are a new PR rep. We are so excited to be embarking on this journey with Jay Michaels Global Communications. Mm-hmm. which we'll speak more on later, but you also have this really fantastic show called Under the Influence, which 
it's an amazing show. And I'd love if you would share more about it with our listeners. Sure. The listeners probably remember it. It used to be called In the Passion Pit. And at that point, it was basically interviews with independent artists. I wanted to take it up a notch. I wanted to to bring on guest hosts. I wanted to bring on news portions and editorials. I also wanted to look, I'm not going to say political, but I wanted to look into the subject matter of a lot of productions. So we're we're changing the title and the word influencer now is out there everywhere. So I thought, let's be snarky and throw that in there. So in the passion pit as of June becomes under the influence. There will be there'll be guests, announcers, there will be discussions of programs, there will be panels, etc. And as as my listeners know, I love my horror movies. So we also have we'll also have guests in terms of that. I'm still working with Boston Sci-Fi Channel with the FearCon network. So we'll be chatting with with celebrities on that genre as well. That's fantastic. So how did you come up with the idea for the show? That's an interesting question. I, I'm not going to take full credit. My my wife, Mary Elizabeth McCary, she she's had her finger on the pulse of theater for for as long as I have, but she's 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 far more heartfelt, if you will. She delves much deeper. And so when we're talking about podcasts, we said, well, let's let's do something with the news, let's do something, let's share what we know about the theater. And it morphed into this, let's bring on guests, let's talk about their shows, let's talk about what's going on. And and between she and I, between my uh my uh my my glitz and and her brains, we we brought up uh, in the passion pit. That's fantastic. Now you mentioned two interesting parts, the fact that it was a team effort between you and your wife to put this up, mm-hmm. as well as that the show is transitioning to kind of a, a new form or a new new phase from in the passion pit to under the influence. What has it been like developing this show? I'm I'm not one I'm not one of these people that the as 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 people know I'm I I shoot from the hip. I I'm very organic. In, in my thinking, in my planning, et cetera. Things can change a drop of a hat because I see that they need to change. And in this case, that was one of the, that was the situation. We were interviewing individuals and it was wonderful, but it needed to go further. That's the, the best thing. There was a point where I'd finish an interview and I'd say, that's great. I'd put it up and it was wonderful. It would circulate and everything. But but now I'm saying, no, there's so much more. As we come out of the pandemic, we're a different world. And, and to just to just say, okay, tell me about your show is great, but let's go deeper. Let tell me about your show. Tell me how it connects to the world. Tell me what you're doing. Why did you write the show? What's I? I just wanted to go much deeper into it. And then I noticed it, if there's no show, should I say nothing? No. But there's there's news to talk about. There's other individuals with so much to say. I I wanted it to be a platform. I wanted it to be a full platform. I've had I've had clients who ended up becoming politicians. And and I thought, okay, well, you know, let's 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 make this a platform for everyone. The the arts, it's not just buy a ticket, see a show. The arts is so much deeper. The art is medicine to us, and and I wanted any facet of it to be fair game on here. So I basically just changing the title, and I said, okay, so let's let's make this wide open for everyone, for editorial, for for other for other platforms, for for debate. For everything, the only foundation is it's connected to the arts somewhere. And when I say the arts, that's that's a huge four-letter word. So, so however it connects to our creativity, our brain, our 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 knowledge, that's that's where I wanted to put it. 
I love that. And with that being such a wide net that you're casting, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping that your audience takes away from this? Yes. We understand history from our, and I'll use the term entertainment, but I'll use our from our theatrical or cinematic work. I, I always use this example when I teach. There was a biography written uh, uh, in, in the days uh, by Michael Grunwald of Richard III. And he is described as a paranoid, maligned king with scoliosis. We don't think of him that way. He is the misshapen murderer that kills children with glee. And that's because a playwright has decided that's what he's going to look like. We, we acknowledge the world. We accept the world. We see the world through our art. We see it even in fantasies and, 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 uh, and, and non-reality. We look at the world through our entertainment. And, and I, want, I want that to be a major facet of the podcast now. We're looking at the world through our art. We're not just saying, what a great play. Let's talk about the play. Oh, it was great to do it. No, here's the play and it's reflecting an entire community. It's talking about an entire paradigm. It's, it's looking at the world through the lens of fictional characters or fictionalized characters. That's the basic mes message now. It's like, don't, we're not entertainment, we're your history, we're your knowledge, we're your, your surrogate parent, we're your, we're your guardian, we're, we're your priest, your, your religious individual. There's, the arts is everything. The arts is really everything. Art doesn't imitate life. Life imitates art. Yes, yes. Finally, for the first part, I want to ask, who do you hope have access to Under the Influence? Everyone, everyone. I'm I'm a I'm a self-taught individual. I'm not I I don't wear my degrees on my sleeve. I I came I I started I come from a family that was that was low on funds and low on support. So I had to do everything myself in the 80s when I first started and 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 I had to learn about the theater. I had to learn about off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway. I had to learn about all of this myself. And so the message that I give is for everyone. I'm I'm not going to, I don't make it exclusionatory at all. If you know a lot about the theater, you're going to enjoy it. If you know a lot about film, you're going to enjoy it. If you know nothing, then you're going to come in and have a wonderful introduction. I want everyone to have access to it somewhere. I put snippets up on social media so people can see it. Obviously, that's for publicity's sake as well. But I want people to watch that minute or two and say, oh, I, I understand that. Let me watch the whole program. A lot of times... You get you get you'll you'll listen to something artistic and you'll say oh that I, I that's not what I like and you may shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Mine is open to everyone. I I work with as as a director as a producer. Uh, I don't do any show that doesn't attract me. I don't I don't look at a show and just say oh this will be a fun one to do. No, I have to I have to say why am I doing it and have a, an excellent answer. Even my clients when I speak to them the first time, I want to know why they're doing it. And if it's a really compelling reason, now I want to work with them on their shows. And the same on my podcast. I want everyone to to be able to tune in and say, okay, I'm going to learn something or I'm simply going to have a good time, whichever, but everyone's going to be, be happy with it.
regular listeners know, on the second part of our interview, we'd like to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit better. Pull the curtain back, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I want to start by asking you, what influences you? What composers, playwrights, or shows have influenced you, or are even some of your favorites? I'm attracted to intelligence. Like I said, because I think I had to do it all myself, I'm attracted to those who I think are really intelligent, those who can teach me. And going all the way back to to the clever lyrics of Rodgers and Hart or Cole Porter, all the way through to today, I look at playwrights, I look at shows that that make me blink, that that make me want to learn more, that that are so clever that I feel enriched because I found that inner meaning that they meant. That I can I can hear what's going on in there. I have so many favorites. It, it, it's basic. I don't look at it so much as I'm, I I like this artist or this artist. It's more I like this player, this player, this movie or this TV show. If I could sit there and I could, if I can, if I can watch it and learn, if I don't want to turn away because I am absorbing material, that's what gets me. I can't watch something and just go, wow, that's fun. And then get up and forget about it. It has to keep me enthralled. If the twists and turns in the dialogue, if the plot has so many levels, if the characters are so unique, I'm right there. I'm right there. Sometimes people look at me and say, you like that TV show? You like that movie? You like that play? Of course I did, because this character was brilliant, because that sequence, that dialogue was so marvelous, and there were three levels of story underneath it. That's what gets me. It's My my influences are, are brilliance, period. Absolutely. Could not agree more, and I love all of that. You are a promoter of the arts. You are a consumer of the arts, obviously. So have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I wish I could say I have. This is my busy season. I've seen a ton of great theater from my desk. I've I've seen so many videos. I've seen so many commercials that we've created for various clients. There's a show in Illinois now that has this amazing cast called the Lincolns of Springfield. There was another one in Miami called graced there's one opening actually june 1 called mike and mindy's wild weekend jam these look like amazing projects i've listened to their music i've i've talked to their creators and they're absolutely marvelous in new york in new york there's several that that i've looked at cougar the musical is coming back it's a reunion production of of ripple effect artists i'm looking down my list here there's a play opening on theater row in in a few weeks called Bullet Points that Larry Daggert created. And, and it talks about gun control. There's so many great, I wish I could say I saw them, but I'm chained to this desk to, to make sure everyone sees them. And so I get to I get to see little snippets all over the place. It's it's like I'm condemned to watch commercials. And it's really marvelous. I have I have two of my own, Doug DeVita. We're doing, we're doing a, a lecture with him at the Drama Bookstore on June 6th where he's talking about his play Fable. Fable is a perfect example of what we were talking about because Fable, to one audience, it's all about, you know, how they created the musical Gypsy. And, and if you're, a, if you're a, a musical theater buff, as we are, or if you're 150 years old, as I am, then you remember Gypsy and, and you love it that way. But it's also the parable of it is what happens when you let your avatars take control of you. And, and what happens when you decide to rewrite the narrative and tell fake news or alternate history 
and and it's it's really stunning from whatever audience's point of view. I'm doing another play at Playwrights Horizons in the middle of June. Roland Jewett's play Our Little Secret, and again, I've I've read that, and he's an absolutely marvelous writer because he finds this he finds the darkness in comedy, and and it's it's very funny to say that, but he he really shows how how we're laugh how what we laugh at what is funny to us what makes us interested and and so i'm seeing all of these wonderful pieces come across my desk but i wish i had time my my summer is going to be i have a, a a different schedule in the summer so i'm if you ask me again sometime around august i think i'll be able to to tell you some some fascinating works but uh, but right now i i can only tell you all the videos that come across my desk which are great that's a great list to have. Our listeners might recommend several of those names or productions from previous Whisper in the Wings. Great shows that we were able to sit down and speak with. Going along with that, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? We, we all have, and I'm so happy I can say this, we all have day jobs. When I was growing up in this art, uh, you couldn't tell people you had a day job because that was some sign of failure for some reason. And what it prompted me to do was find a day job that I could talk about. I didn't want to, to say, oh, and, and stammer and, and, and not tell someone where I was working. I wanted to be able to say, okay, this is what I'm doing when I'm not producing a play, when I'm not directing a play. And, and I've worked in promotion for well over 30 years. So I, I but I have had the complacent day jobs where every day it's the same basic thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I am not equipped mm -hmm. to do that. I am not equipped. Now I'm, I'm a conventional conservative sort of guy. I, that's how I've, I was raised that way. The whole works, but I cannot do the same thing every day without getting stir crazy. This is no disrespect for those who do uh, who do their jobs brilliantly, but I cannot. So for me, it has to be the adventure. It has to be the excitement. So my day job was always another production, another event, another ad campaign, another something. And uh, my night job was the same. And that's the thing I adore most about the arts in general. There is no day that is the same as the one before. Even if you're working on the same project for a long time. And I've, I've, I was, I was with one project for over a year. I was with another one for six months. I was on stage for for well over six months in a play many years ago, uh, every night, every day, there was something different somewhere. So every day, you you can't you can't zombie through life. It allowed me to not zombie through life. It every single day I had to be like, okay, wait a minute, what's different today? It could be the tiniest thing. It could be like, oh, we we oh uh, we have a group rate in the audience tonight. Oh, that's great. Okay, it's something, anything that made me say, okay, what's new? And that's what I love most about working in the arts, especially in the theater. Like I said, there's a terror. Every night that curtain's going up and go. And it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. It keeps me alive. Yes. And because it's different every time, it's living and it's breathing. And I mean, it's real. Well, going along with that, what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, wow. I have so many. I have so many theater memories. I can talk about the first professional work I ever was in, which was Hamlet in 1982. And it was the first time I ever saw an off-Broadway house. 
And I walked along Times Square in 1982. And if you've seen the series, The Deuce, or you remember that time period, New York was not fun at that point. But I came from a very cloistered home. So when I walked past the 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 druggers and the prostitutes and the porn palaces and everything, I thought to myself, look at this, look at where I am. And I was thrilled out of my mind. Here I am, this little, this little idiot kid with his first makeup box going off to theater row on 42nd and 9th. And I'm walking past these, these, these porn houses and going, look at where I am. Nope. But uh, I, I, I adored it. And then ironically, I walked into a, uh, uh, the the house, the Lion Theater on Theater Row. And at, up until that point, I had only seen school auditoriums. I'd only seen my college theater. And it was so much smaller and there were folding chairs and an itty bitty stage. And for a moment I blinked and I thought, oh, this is terrible. And then suddenly I thought, well, what can I do with this? Where am I going to stay? And then, then my narcissism kicked in and I thought, oh, the audience is that much closer to me, aren't they? They can see every move. And, and I fell in love there. I, I did Fiddler on the Roof at Lincoln Center in the uh, mid 80s. And there was the exact opposite effect. I'm in this, this little, I, I got the gig by accident. My, my, my high school music teacher became the musical director of the production. And they lost their Nahum the Beggar. And he said to me, would you like to do, would you like to do Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, sure. I'm a Jewish boy. I think I'm supposed to. I think it's written somewhere that I'm supposed to do Fiddler on the Roof. And he said, I'm doing it. Come to this address. You're going to be in it. You're going to play Knock on the Beggar. I thought, oh, how wonderful. That sounds fun. And because he's my high school music teacher, for heaven's sake, I thought, okay, this is, you know, it's probably some Jewish center in the middle of Manhattan. How nice. And then I walk into Lincoln Center out of doors. And then I remember that first performance when we're performing in front of 3,000 people and you don't hear the audience go, yay, the audience go. And and I, I at that point, I had never done marijuana before. Life has changed. But uh, I, 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 I was stoned to hear that response. Um, there are so many other stories. There's a story when I split my pants open in Merrily We Roll Along and... I had to run backstage, had them sewn in this, the, my entrance as the character was right before one number. So when the number started, Hey, Oh friend, I realized my pants were split, ran backstage. They had to sew them up. So as they're singing the last note, damn, you, I go running back on stage with my pants sewn up. So I remember that tale. There's, there's so many, I think that's the joy. That's 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 the point. These are things that I did as an actor. There are so many stories of of three o'clock in the morning. I'm 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 designing an ad for a show that's happening the next day, and and there are meetings that I'm going to where I had no idea. Suddenly there were Broadway people in the room. I remember when I met Jim Kirstead. I was I I was at a, a meeting. He he's a great supporter. He and Ken Davenport are great supporters of off and off off Broadway. And when I met Jim Kirstead, the, the Tony winning producer of Hades town, I remember seeing class that there's a guy in the back of this house. Cause it was for a theater festival. And I was like, who the hell is he? He looks so well-dressed. He must've come from his day job. And, and he comes over and says, hi, I'm Jim Kirstead. And in my head, I'm going, no, the Jim and he turned out to be this lovely guy, Robert Viagas, who was on your program, actually. He was another one. He contacted me and said he wanted to review for my publications. And I thought, how nice this literate fellow wants to do it. And I find out he's like one of the leading chroniclers of Broadway 
and there he is writing for me. There's so many stories. If if I sit down and just and just tax my brain, I can go on and on and on. But that's the joy of this business. There's no day where you where someone says, "How was your day?" It was fine. It just doesn't happen, and and that's that's what's absolutely joyous about it. I love all that. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for your book to come out. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing those with us. My That's pleasure. Amazing. Do you have any projects or productions coming up that we might be able to plug? I mean, you've thrown out a few events and whatnot that are coming up, but are there any others as well? My big two, my two biggies, the drama bookstore, June 6th, because uh, we're talking about fable. Doug is going to be talking about his play. We have members of his cast. We have members of our cast. I'm actually going to be directing it. It's we're now, we're now negotiating it to go off Broadway. So members of the cast will be there to do sequences and Doug's going to talk all about the show. So that's, that's one thing producing that event at the drama bookstore. And hopefully there'll be more. I have many clients that have written books. I'm happy to say. And so we're hoping the drama bookstore can can help us and uh, create exposure and visibility for them. And my biggie, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm at Playwrights Horizons on Theater Row, my my old homestead. We're we're doing Roland Jewett's Our Little Fan, Our Little Secret. It's part of the Downtown Urban Arts Festival, and it's it's this dark comedy. It's this caper comedy about this prowler who who accidentally steps into the wrong apartment and. And the comedy that ensues, and it's really a lot of fun. There's a very, there's a very serious message in the middle of it, which is ironic about about stepping up and and taking care of your family, no matter what it takes. So there's there's a very powerful, very communal message within there that's happening in June. And and I have I have client after client after client. I'm so I'm so thankful. I'm grateful. I'm joyous. The amount of shows that are happening all around the country that. Uh, that I'm able to to contribute to, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. Like I said, I have the the Lincolns of Springfield in in Springfield, Illinois. I have I just finished Graced in Miami. A lot of New York productions. We have Hoover the Musical. There's a play about Vincent Price that we're actually going to produce in September. Mike and Mindy's Weekend Jam happening in a couple of weeks. There was a play called Stormy, which was about the the groundbreaking person who literally broke ground, who threw that first stone at Stonewall that was in New Jersey. It just closed in New Jersey, and now we're trying to bring it to New York. There's another play called Cowl Girl from Uncl- from Unattended Baggage, the theater company Unattended Baggage, that that, that shows the, the, the dark message of superheroes. We always hear about how Batman and Spider-Man, uh, how their alter ego seems to, to torture them, and we're, we're seeing how, in this case... I have a film that I'm working on called Bobcat Moretti, which is quite amazing, which is about a, a, a man with MS and how he he is trying to, to save his life by becoming a boxer. So it's sort of like it's sort of like the whale meets Rocky. So uh, I, I have that going on. I work with Shakespeare Sports and they're doing an entire thing now lending Shakespeare to to special needs children. I can't talk about it that much yet. But there is a play that's going to blow things sky high the same way Succession does that that talks about political situations that we're now in negotiation over. I work with Amanda Reckonwith. That's David Sabella's alter ego. 
and Maria Connor, two absolutely amazing drag performers who who've taken that art to another level, who've made it real, who've made it inspirational. It's it's really amazing to watch them. And I teach when you reach a certain age, if you don't give back, well, then you're 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 a fool. And so I teach at three universities. I teach communications, media. I teach speech. I teach theater. And now I'll be teaching public relations at, at three different universities. And that's on Monday. On Tuesday, I, no. I wouldn't put that past you, though. <laughs> Needless to say, you're, you're very busy. Lots of irons in the fire. And, of course, you've got this show under the influence. So going along with all of that, if our listeners want more information about under the influence about you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? Call me, write to me. Please don't leave me alone. My email address, jmcommnet at gmail.com. jmcommnet at gmail.com. That goes right into my office. If I'm not picking it up, somebody else is. So guaranteed you'll get you'll get a response ASAP. Love to talk to people. I I my biggest flaw is I believe my own hype. So tell me all about your show. I'll be so thrilled that I'll want to work on it. So uh, I, I'm always looking for clients. I'm always looking for shows for visibility. My my main purpose in that, my mission with my PR firm has always been the creation of visibility. I don't say public relations or communications or whatever. Those are very nebulous words. I say the creation of visibility. Broadway shows are seen, period. If you're on Broadway, okay, you're going to be seen. It's it's as you get in the more austere places, off and off, off Broadway, indie theater, as I'm calling it, that's where they need visibility. So that's my forte. So if you have a play and you want it seen, J-M-C-O-M-M-N-E-T at gmail.com, or you can reach me at 347-497-4814. That's my office number. I, I always paranoidly pick up the phone, so so have no fear of that. If anyone wants to reach me, talk to me, there are those two ways. You can also check out my website, jmichaelsarts, J-A-Y-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-A-R-T-S.com. And that has listings of things that are happening and that talks all about my my business and, and everything like that. I'm I'm always around. I uh, I love the adventure. So 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 keep me busy. Please feel free to contact me. And even if you just want to talk, even if you want to get on the phone and say, Hey, did you ever work with this show? What do you think of this? What I'd love to chat. My my thinking is now I'm a person of a certain age. And so I have all of this knowledge and it, it behooves me to give it away. So so please, I, I'd like to be the old man in the cave. So please come to my cave and, and I will share my sage-like advice any old time. I love that. <laughs> well, as we wrap things up here, we mentioned in the bulletin, we kind of teased that we now have this great partnership with J. Michaels Global Communications, your your PR firm, which has been amazing. We teased last week about, you know, we've had all these great interviews kind of coming one after the other, not just by guests that have sought us out, but it's kind of like, where did we get all these incredible people from that you've been naming, you know, Jim Kirstead and Doug DeVita and that. Well, listeners, lo and behold, it has been coming from J. Michaels and J. Michaels Global Communications. So we are very excited about this new partnership and where it's going from here. And I was wondering if maybe you could speak a little bit more on this new horizon for Stage Whisper. 
Gladly, gladly. One thing which which uh, it takes a village, and I, as much as I want to create visibility for companies, for companies, for shows, for artists, I need help, and and so I look at companies that can, that can help, and companies seek me out when they when they have the same message. I have several five star arts journals is a partner with with JMGC. They they supply interviews and articles on theatrical individuals. I'm with Music Makers New York, which has wonderful programming for individuals who are who wish to become musicians. And they're working with me in terms of rehearsal and recording space that we can offer at discounts to clients. And and Stage Whisper and the glorious Stage Whisper. I saw you guys a while ago. You had interviewed the playwright for a show I was directing. And and I thought, well, these guys are really smart. These guys are very cool. And so so I I seek you out, and I'm so thrilled that that we can create exposure. You you're 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 the dedicated souls that want to talk to people and and delve into their work. And I have so many people who need to be heard. Period. And the fact that we can partner, and the fact that I can I can bring you clients and say, here's someone with this show about this deep meaning and whatever, and that you're you're gracious enough and excited enough to talk to them, it is an absolute. It's a miracle. It's 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 so necessary. So I really appreciate our partnership. I look forward to bringing you tons of fascinating people and have you get to just pick them apart the way you do. It's absolutely wonderful. We look forward to pulling out all the Barbara Walters questions. <laughs> no, we're excited to bring these great artists that you continue to, to offer up to our listeners and help amplify their voices, really fulfill our, our goal and our mission statement. It's, it's truly an honor when we get to lift up theater artists and, and really help grow this community that we all love so much. So we are excited for what the future holds. It's only gonna get you know b- bigger and better from here. I, I even hope that the partnerships breed partnerships. I'm also partnered with Next Stage Press, which publishes new works, and and I'd love you know someone on your show to talk to someone there, or someone there to talk on your show, and then then they go to Music Makers, and then they get interviewed at Five Star. I'd like us to be like this welcome wagon. I'd, I'd like us to be this place when someone has a play, instead of them standing in the middle of Manhattan going, help, they're able to say, I know exactly who to speak to. And and I'm so thrilled that that you're one of them. I think it's it's absolutely wonderful. Well, we are honored. So thank you so much. This is just one of the many big things that is coming your way, listeners, from Stage Whisper this year and in in the many years to come. But we are so excited to be sharing this with you. We hope that you will help us out as we continue to grow and thrive. There will be many more announcements around this partnership that will be coming. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we are just excited to be part of the J. Michaels Global Communications family and to be working with you. So thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. And with that, Jay, thank you so much for joining us today on Whisper in the Wings to talk about your great show, Under the Influence, to share your amazing stories and just what you are doing for the theater community and the arts community as a whole. This has been amazing. So thank you so much. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. My guest today has been the PR rep, director, producer, and host of the show Under the Influence, Jay Michaels, 
whose show is dropping new episodes every other week starting in June. And you can catch this show and their episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts at. So wherever you found this show, go check out Under the Influence. Also, we're going to be posting the contact information for Jay so that you can reach out and follow him. If you've got a show that you're interested in getting produced or even read or seen or whatever it may be, reach out to Jay. He is the person you want to get in contact with. He can make things happen. Or if you just want to say hi, that's that's the guy to say hi to. But before you say hi, before you reach out, head on over to your podcast station and check out Under the Influence. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is DJ by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.